Today on the TPH podcast, we are going to dive in to the top 10 predator hunting calibers of all time. I'm not going to jump into wildcats. These are all going to be basically stuff that you have factory ammo for. Number one would be 17 Remington. Now, 17 Hornet was, it, it holds a special place in my heart. 17 Hornet does, but I haven't seen ammo for that in like a grillion years. Well, since COVID, I mean, it may be out there, but I haven't seen it. And I only had 10, so I had to pick my 10 most favorite and probably the 10 most popular. We happen to load custom ammo. So we see there's a difference between what Wade likes and what the world likes. <laughs> so we see what the most popular ones are, which I would agree that they have a lot of great qualities and traits. I mean, through loading the custom ammo, I get to shoot a lot of them. So I have a what would you say a profound love for shooting yeah. all of these calibers we're about to mention you gave, I've you gave used, up alcohol and you needed a new addiction so i mean basically shooting. yes yeah. just replace it with another one yeah, exactly. <laughs> so i have shot all of these this ain't this ain't one of those comparison videos that are going to be outlandish or anything like that and i'm not trying to side you one way or another i'm just going to give you real life experience it's probably one of the first so comparison so videos where the person doing the comparing has actually shot everything he's talking about. exactly yeah. <laughs> and i'm not going to do these crazy comparisons that make no sense sorry six five prc <laughs> versus you know 22 long rifle yeah god i hate those videos so again going back to 17 remington this can be had in a semi-auto platform or a bolt action, which primarily you'll probably find them in bolt action. But we have, we actually built a semi-auto platform and it shoots fantastic. The 17 caliber projectile, again, is one of my favorite little plinkers in like Fox rounds and like super quiet flat shooting calibers. But as it stands right now, like the most, well, actually nowadays, I don't know if you could find it. Anybody else has any 17 Remington ammo other than us um, i mean used to you would see some nozzler you would see a little bit of remington <sighs> seems like there's one or two others but nowadays i had seen none of them we we're just lucky enough to get enough brass to hold us over for a while so again there are more 17 caliber rounds out there there are a lot a little bit flatter shooting a little bit slower you know less recoil even quieter suppressed but the 17 remington definitely made less because of availability now, our particular ammo is a 25-grain burger, hollow point, varmint projectile. It is super low recoil, super flat shooting out to the couple hundred yard mark, which is that's all you're going to be doing with that 17 Remington anyways. Like, it's a fantastic fox round, like super fantastic. And it can be a great first saving round on cats cows, but your shot placement better be top notch. But on fox, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's a fun little caliber. As far as reloading 17 Remington can be a little bit of a pain in the butt because it's an old cartridge the design is kind of shitty and it doesn't bode well to resizing. Can it be, re can it be done? Yes, but it doesn't like run as smoothly as you would like. And there's lots of spring back most time, but that's neither here nor there. Quick little side note. It seems like most barrel twists I've seen out there are nine and 10, but I've seen 11s and 12s. I've seen them all over the place, but in my notes, 
the most prolific barrel twist I've seen is nine and 10 twists. You know, take that for what it's worth. If you're going to build one, I'd probably see what the ammo availability is and all that stuff and go from there. And it also depends on barrel length. Like the 17 Remington's I own are typically shorter barrels. And that's why they're probably a little bit faster twists. Next would be 204 Ruger. Just like the 17 Remington, there are better 20 cal cartridges out there. What you'll find in the wildcat world, especially with prairie dog shooters, is there's gobs of 17, 20, and 22-24 caliber projectile wildcats. And that, you know, that's going to be for another podcast. But Hornady makes some good factory ammo, which it's also dependent upon who you ask. Some people have great success, but some people don't like it. Uh, a lot of the times you're going to find ammo loaded in that 30 to 40 grain area, you know, anywhere anywhere in between that but there are lighter projectiles per jesus lighter projectiles and there are heavier projectiles this is probably a one of the more commonly used rifles in texas for fox and especially in those that country where you might run into a coyote and definitely a cat and there's still a lot of people running this for uh this round for coyote hunting because it saves on fire and it's really flat shooting I would, I tend to recommend a 35 grain projectile for Fox in that 39 grain Sierra Blitz King for coyotes or that crossover where you might see a bobcat or coyote, but still shooting Fox. Now the 204 Ruger, typically you'll see them in longer barrels and typically you're going to see 11 and 12 twist barrels. Now I've also seen those all over the place, 10 twist. I actually had a nine twist that was a shorter barrel and we were running that sucker like super fast burning propellant and it was great fun little fox gun super accurate but for the little bit of research i did for current factory offerings and the ones we have they're 11 and 12 twists typically and they're going to bode well for you know uh horny makes a 24 grain ntx projectile i don't know if they load that though uh they should because it's fun, but uh, typically you're going to see most stuff in that thirty to 40, thirty to forty grain uh, grain weight projectile. But like I said, we really like the thirty five grain burgers. They work excellent on fox, cows, cats. But like I said before, the two hundred four Ruger, depending on what projectile you're running, because it's typically running at such blistering speeds, it's kind of hit and miss on fur friendly on fox. Now it's definitely fur friendly on most cows and cats. But again, it also depends on what projectile you're running. Fantastic little cartridge. But I also kind of think it's time to update it. Because that's a that's a long cartridge. I think we should take a look at the Valkyrie for a case. But that's just my opinion. Still a great cartridge. Definitely deserves its spot on the top 10 list. Highly used by many, many, many Predator hunters. And again, semi-auto and bow gun. Next, now this one we can talk on for a long time, but I'll try to keep it down as much as possible. And probably the 223 is probably the most popular cartridge ever. Yeah, definitely. I think about volume, probably. It's definitely volume speaking. I would, I Seven, would, center fire. Right. It, it saddens me to see not that many 
slow twist bolt guns available. Also, I would like to see a slow twist AR-15 available. Now, I'm going to caveat that to I've, I've grown to enjoy shorter barreled rifles and I can get by with that one and eight, one and nine twist error. But nowadays it seems like most of the ones rolling off the line are probably going to be one, seven, what one, seven, one, seven, and a half. Yeah. Especially well, like uh, a short you barrels. See, you still see some one to eights. Yeah, definitely. See one to nines one to are rare these days, but that used to be everybody was. Yeah. I remember when the, oh, well, I mean, when I first started shooting AR, it was the one, nine twist. Yeah. And, uh, Every once in a while, you'll catch a one in, I think it's a one in 11 or one in 12 AR barrel uh, available, but it, not very often. I think White Oak Armament used to do some, but I don't know if their barrels are worth the crap. I've never pulled the trigger because I didn't know nothing about them. Yeah. But it would be awesome to have like a, I don't know, I think, you know, 16 inch, one in nine twist. I'd have to run the numbers, would probably do the 35 and 40 grain projectiles just fine. But like back in the day, the 223 was, uh, I mean, it probably still is highly popular in a bolt action with a 111, 112 twist, 24 inch barrel for varminting. And, uh, it would be great if some, like Ruger's, Ruger's, uh, uh, 223 Ruger American Predator or whatever it is, 556, I don't remember. It's a one and eight twist. I would like to see a slower twist. And I think, I really kind of think Remington, well, I don't know since they got whatever happened there. They used to make one still, the SPS Varmint or something. That was one left twist from one twelve twist. I don't remember. But I digress. So, again, that's obviously super highly available in a semi-auto platform. And there's still some available in a bolt-action platform. But nowadays, most of them are going to be a little bit faster twists. You're going to have to watch, you know, grain weight projectiles. But it also is highly dependent upon the length of the barrel. Now, before I go down like a bolt gun thing, I want to get started on semi-autos because this, this probably be its own podcast. And it may be, well, I definitely want to make one, but to quickly talk on it, what I primarily use semi-auto 223s for nowadays are pistols or SBRs, if you will, that 11 and a half, 12 and a half, whatever, up to about 14 inch barrel. And like a one to six, one to eight optic for, and basically what, what I did was I replaced the shotgun with this because I found, I figured out that I just liked it way better. The ease of carrying something much shorter than a super long shotgun. And then the weight, the weight, the whole weight thing. I mean, you take a shotgun and you put a salvo on it because I mean, why not shoot suppress, especially like a 26 inch barrel. With a salvo, even the short configuration, you're looking at something that's super long, uh, super, you know, unwieldy. And then your range, you're still stuck at like whatever, you know. Some people will tell you all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm just going to say 40 yards, definitely lethal. Past that, you better have patterned the shotgun really well and everything else. But going back to my point is I replaced all my shotguns with the shorter, shorter barreled, like 16 inch and shorter ar flat ar platforms and we'll get into all the calibers i do that in another different podcast different day but typically i'll reach for a one and seven seven and a half twist barrel because what i want to do is i want to run anywhere from 50 grainers all the way up to 68 grainers and even uh 77 grainers for our can ham line for shooting pigs because that's like super handy 
But what I found was is that 68, 69 grain projectile was fantastic. It was actually pretty fur friendly. Not always, but most of the time. And it delivered a lethal enough blow if I hit it a little bit far back because it was a running coyote. Because remember, again, I replaced my shotgun with this platform. If I hit it a little bit far back, it's going to knock it down long enough for me to get another shot. It's not going to run away. But you can still run the 50 grainers. And we're going to be doing some testing, maybe even 40 grainers in that barrel twist. But we'll see. That's to be determined for a Fox platform. Now, probably... The most popular is probably going to be your 16-inch, as far as predator hunting is concerned. And that's fine. That's still not super long, by no means. Uh, but nowadays, you got so many different options, 16, 18, and so on, longer and everything else. It's like you can actually get some pretty high performance out of these. I know uh, Jeff Nimnich. Did I say that right? Nimnich. Nimnich. <clears throat> runs an 18-inch day on defense with a 53-grain VMAX. Now, I tend to like not like to carry barrels that long on my AR platforms. I don't know what it is. I'll carry one that long on a boat gun all day long, but an AR platform, I just won't do it. I don't know what it is. But I typically use my AR platforms for shorter range work, like thick stuff, where I'm not going to be shooting real far with the 223 AR platform, but I can if I need to. So, again, you're going to be looking at seven, seven, seven and a half, eight twists, you know, you can find some nine twist barrels. I mean, you can probably find a lot of different barrels or get some custom barrels made, but those are going to be the primary ones, seven to eight twists. Uh, as far as bolt guns, you can definitely pretty much guarantee they're going to be like seven and a half, eight twists. Most of them, most factory bolt guns, Ruger makes one Savage steel makes one. Tika makes a great shooting one. Uh, I mean, there's other manufacturers that are making two twenty three bolt guns. They don't seem as prevalent as they used to be. Like I know Savage still makes their walking varner in 223. Fantastic shooting rifle. Uh I think it's eight twist. Now what we found is when we cut our barrels down on that Savage Walking Varner to 16 inches, it just the 55 grain V Max didn't perform well to our likings, anyways. And we're talking about factory loads. We're not talking, you know, souped up hot rods you're hand loading. Uh so we bumped down to a 50 grain projectile and I happen to really enjoy, especially for a 16 inch to 18 inch barrel, 50 to 52 to 53 grain projectiles typically shoot fantastic. You get good velocities and you know, two, three, three gets a bad rap. And I don't think it's necessarily the cartridge at all. I think it's the people shooting it. <laughs> You're not going to take a 50 grain, two twenty three or 52, 53, Shoot it behind the shoulder, and it's going to die right there. Nine times out of ten, it's going to run a little ways. And if you don't live in country that's conducive to that, say like Jeff, he lives in great wide open. If they run a little ways, they're still going to find them. But if you're hunting in the woods of East Texas, you may not find that coat. So shot placement becomes even more valuable and important. Plug the directly in the shoulder or the head. Practice with your platform. Uh, like I said, we like the 52s, just a little bit more than the 50s. But we still, we will sell some 50s and they sell out very quick. Uh, I really like the 50 grain Sierra Blitz Kings. We, we haven't been able to get them for a while and I haven't even seen them available from other people in a long time. I'm assuming, you know, Sierra's probably focused on other things at the time, but it is what it is. And like I said, 
that's for like I'm taking my two twenty three. I'm I'm sitting up in like two hundred yard shots. I'm trying to save some hide. I'm going to run that 50, 52 grain bullet. Now, as I said, when I go on my short AR platforms, I'm going to be running a 68, 69 grain projectile because I want a little bit more weight behind it. I want a uh, bolt tail hollow point that has a, a fairly decent size hollow point. And the two that come to mind are the Hornady bolt tail hollow point and the Nosler custom competition, 69 grain. Those will expand rapidly and put a lot of energy into that coyote and knock it down really well. We've had great luck out of those. Horny sells a super cheap ammo loaded in 68 grain boat to hollow point. Works fantastic. It's going to be super gassy in an AR platform, but if you're not running suppress, it's probably, you know. Number four, and again, semi-auto and boat gun, but this one's going to be primarily semi-auto. The only boat guns I've seen were customs. Uh, yeah, is the 22 Nosler. Now, the semi autos tend to be like 18 inch barrels. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen some 20s, but mostly 18. You know, and I mean, the if you look at it, so all these, like the 17, uh, well, not 17, the 204 and the 22 Nosler, they're a little bit, a little bit more case volume, a little bit longer cartridges. Because they're, you know, they were meant to run small, lightweight projectiles. So they want to get, you know, that old way of thinking, let's cram more powder in there. 22 nozzler is no different. Now, yes, you can load heavier projectiles in it. You're going to be topped out around with fitting in a AR-15 magazine. You're going to be topped out. It's going to be tough to get some of the 77s. Some, yes, you can. You can definitely get the 75s in there. In the 60s, all that. But as far as factory ammo, you're going to be looking at like... 53, 55 grain is being the most popular. I mean, we sell 55 grain Nosler Varmageddon because it's a, it's a, a fantastic projectile, especially for, it's fairly fur friendly most of the time. And it's highly popular and it's going to run good. Most of those barrel twists are, aren't those mostly eight twists? If you know. recall, I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen a new 22 Nosler roll off anybody's. No, it was really like a 2015, 16, 17. And I, know, I mean, you could still order the barrels. I mean, I, I ordered some just to put together uppers for test ammo, like a couple different barrel manufacturers. But I know when they're kind of hot, it seemed like they're mostly one and eight twists, which bodes in 18 inch barrels, bodes well for that 55 grain projectile. If you try to run a 50 in it at some really hot velocities, it, you might be flirting with a little bit of splash. Maybe not. I'd have to run the numbers, but it's going to work well. Eight twist going to work well in 18 inch barrel with the 55 grinner. And it'll, the eight twist will still run some heavier stuff if you're reloading. Uh, 22 nozzles. I forgot to mention this stuff on the other stuff. 204, no no complaints there reloading the 204. No complaints reloading the 223. It's like probably the easiest cartridge ever to reload. 22 nozzle, no complaints. Uh, like I said, eight twists, primarily looking at probably 18 inch barrels, 53 to 55 grain projectiles. And it, I mean, nozzler basically come out with it for varmint hunting. I mean, that's basically it, it, that was his job. Now, I do have a custom bolt gun that was loaded for uh, 77 RDFs, and it's fantastic. 
We actually put a seven twist on that because so, I'm going to try some heavier stuff. But it's custom throated and all that stuff, and that's another subject for another day. And, I, you know, as far as right now, I kind of think the only factory rifle you can get right now, quote-unquote factory, because it's upper cost, Nosler actually offers one of their, their rifles in a twenty two Nosler. Uh, as far as that, I don't know if anybody else chambered a twenty two Nosler in a bolt gun. No, I can off the top of my head. And like I said, you're probably going to be looking at manufacturing your own, building your own AR. Number five is 224 Valkyrie. There was a few factory offerings. I know Mossberg did it. Savage did it. There was a lot of people talking about offering it, and it kind of fell apart before they ever did. But I know for a fact Savage got CZ, some out. CZ has one. Yeah, CZ. Oh, yeah, that's right. CZ came out with a new one. Yeah, and then you have the Mossbergs. Mossbergs. You're going to be looking, as far as barrel twist, <laughs> I would say they got it figured out, but you're going to be looking at probably that seven, seven and a half. I mean, you're going to definitely see some six and a halves. And I know there's still multiple manufacturers making it. Whether or not they're pushing them out the doors much, I don't know. And, you know, a lot of them you can get on their website and order them. I was say, on a lot of the 224s, you're probably going to be putting a barrel in yourself on an AR or something. Yeah, like I mean... <sighs> They flooded the market and then it just kind of petered off. Again, the whole we jump into it more in the next podcast. So check that out. The only bad thing about the Valkyrie that just perturbs me is that correct? Perturb? Just stop. Perturb? Stop using big perturbs words. Perturbs me. Don't your use of <laughs> big words perturbs me. <laughs> is the fact that you can't get a short barrel. Like, it, some reason it doesn't exist. And we've tried to order them and people just like, I don't know. People are scared of it now, seems like. Yeah. But as far as like the website, you're probably going to be looking at seven and a half twists, seven, seven, six and a half, seven, seven and a half. It just depends on where you look. And obviously, any custom rifle builder can build you a custom boat gun. As far as ammo, still to this day, Hornady's still putting some out. You'll see, you know, you'll see some federal stuff floating around there once in a while. I don't think they're doing much with it anymore. We still sell two offerings, a 60 grain nozzler and a 80 grain burger. Highly recommend the 60 grain out of a semi-auto platform or bolt, bolt action platform because it'll handle it in a seven and a half twist barrel. Now we haven't tested it in the six and a half. I just wouldn't recommend it unless it's a super short barrel. I wouldn't recommend it even though it'd probably be fine because you're not, you're not pushing it to such velocities to hit that uh, max RPM threshold. But I would still be, I'd probably just go for like Hornady's Black Box 75 grain bolt tail hollow points in the six and a half twist because it's probably going to like it more and you shouldn't have to worry about any sort of RPM issues like with splash and all that. But the 60 grain is a great little varmint cartridge. Uh, Typically barrel lengths kind of seem to be all over the place, but I think 18 inch is kind of popular as far as the semi-auto platforms. Like I said, that cartridge with its case capacity and all the other things considered should have been, in my opinion, a shorter barreled configuration. Like a little bit of different powder, that would have been a fantastic performer in a short barreled configuration. Maybe one of these days I'll get my hands on a short barreled, short Valkyrie barrel and we could do some real testing with some faster burning powders for a little old short varmint cartridge. But I digress. Uh, most of your factory ammo... 
60, 75, 88. Sierra made some 90s. You know, uh, as far as availability, I don't know what it looks like nowadays. Seems like when people run into it, there's a bunch of it around. But anywho, let's get to my next one. My favorite. Out of probably this entire list we just went through. 17 rim, 204, 223, 22 nozzle, 224 Valkyrie. My favorite for the semi is a six arc currently. Now, and go back to the Valkyrie for just a second, brings the reload and super economical. But, anyways, six arc. Now, the problem right now is ammo availability. Well, it kind of seems depends on where you're at. Yeah, I think the, I think the ammo is trickling out. It's just you're not going to get any components. You're definitely not going to find any brass for reloading because currently Horny is the only person making brass. Hopefully, someone soon, hopefully soon, like yesterday, <laughs> jumps on that bandwagon and gets some brass going. Uh, but you can resize six five Grendel, but. The ammo you are going to find, there's not going to be any quote-unquote varmint offerings currently. I'm sure, I would assume, with popularity with the varmint hunting crowd, Horny, even some of Horny's guys are running it for varmint hunting. So I would sure, assume... What, what do you see? on? You see 108? Uh, definitely 108. You see 103 ELDX, and you see uh, some the, of that what's tap. What's the black? Uh, 105. 105, yeah. Uh, some of that tap. Uh, what's, what is that? 105. I don't remember what the tap is. Let's see. One oh, it's a one oh five tip, isn't it? It sounds right. Yeah, uh, there's been I've seen one hundred six grand. Okay, I've seen a lot of that. I mean, I know it's supposed to be quote unquote for law enforcement, but there seems to be a lot of it leaking out to other people. But uh, you're probably going to see one oh eight, one oh three the most, and I'm sure they're going to put like a ninety grain CX in there at some point. But I would I would just assume that they're eventually going to come out with a varmint version probably when they have, you know, things aren't so crazy, but this is definitely currently in the varmint game. a reloader's cartridge because that's kind of the only way you can get the quote unquote varmint projectiles. Now we have gobs of them now, uh, ranging anywhere from 14, five all the way up to 22 or 24 inch. Now, in the 18-inch to 24-inch, I would recommend the 70-grain Nozzler of Armageddon. Uh, through all our initial testing, we had fantastic luck out of that. And out of like a 22-inch barrel, you're looking around, definitely, if I recall correctly, 32, 3300 feet per second. That's a semi-auto platform. But those were 10-twist barrels. Those were uh, put together by DNA. Uh, they make custom ARs, and they kind of jumped on the 6-arc bandwagon and got a bunch of 10-twist barrels spun up, and that's a great little AR platform varmint rig. But what I found is most of your other barrels are going to be 7.5-twists. That in the 14.5 and 16-inch, it'll handle the 58-grain VMAX just fine, and you can get some really good velocities with knowing what kind of powder you use and so on and so forth. Uh. 58 grain V max, the 65 grain V max and the 65 grain boat tail hollow point from burger. Fantastic options for that. And like I said, I'd probably keep it from 58 to 70. 
and also very barrel dependent. Uh, if you're running a super long barrel, maybe keep an eye on the 58s. You know, maybe getting up there in that RPM threshold. But like I said, right now that's kind of a hand loader's cartridge. They're super efficient. Uh, that's why I've been running the six arc primary more than anything because we are trying to save every drop of powder and everything else we can at this current time steel. So I really like those efficient cartridges such as the Valkyrie Arc uh, for the performance you get out of them. And like I said, barrel twist, seven and a half, or if you want a strictly varmint version, there are 10 twist barrels available, especially through companies like DNA. That kind of concludes my, I didn't even talk about the boat guns. So Savage, uh, Proof, I mean, yeah, that's Proof. Yeah. Proof. Christian's supposed to be coming out with one. They have a bunch. God, there's more. Um, I was just, I, give me one second. I was just on the page. Come on, Jamie. Jamie would have had this pulled up like five minutes ago. I had it pulled up five minutes ago. Before it. I even started talking about it. <laughs> but there are. So you have the Savage one, Savage Access, Savage 110. Um, oh, you're talking about strictly bolt guns. This, they yeah. They're not showing too many on here. I mean, ARs, there's tons of people on that bandwagon. Christensen has, they're doing like a new competition. Yeah. They have it, and it's on their NPR chassis. Uh, Howa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Howa. Howa. And then uh, Christensen also has like the ridge line. But yeah. It's like a, it's real shorty, and it has like yeah. a big box mag on it. Man, it's like I, 16 inch barrel. I have the Savage. Shoots fantastic. It's the heavier one. It's not, you know, the uh, proof one end up shooting good it's kind of iffy in the beginning and then i have a bunch of ar platforms and then I, I actually built some eight twist barrels 18 inch barrels on rig american actions on the 65 grinnell action bolt face whatever you want to call it from ruger i rebuilt it myself i would have to assume if hornady can keep putting out ammo and it keeps catching fire because i see hunters picking it up more so than the prs shooters uh just going off the groups on Facebook and everything else. Like a lot of hunters are really adopting this cartridge because it's like a super light recoil, especially on a deer stand, hundred yards, 200 yards. It's going to kill a white tail. No problem. Which, I mean, if you look at the numbers, we're going to shoot white tail much further than that, but y'all see videos of that later. But like I said, right now there's a magnitude of boat guns available. I guarantee you there'll be more coming out. Uh, Fun little cartridge. Hopefully, more people jump on the bandwagon. We get some more ammo. Semi-auto platforms, there's a whole gamut. And there's more coming out. I can't wait till the, me personally, and I'm sure you as well, the Geisley 6 arc rifle yeah, comes they, they had one that was they were doing for military contract. It's like, it, it, they did a bunch to like reinforce and uh, right. strengthen the upper receiver, which looked really nice. Are they going to call it the Super Duty? Oh, no, it had some cringe. <laughs> some cringe name. <laughs> What was that thing called? It was. I don't remember. I mean, if and again, it's they're getting crazy accuracy out of it though. If you just you can get any AR-15, change out the bolt carrier group and barrel, you're there. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of companies already making them. Fantastic results uh, from what I've been hearing, seeing online. And again, it's just one of those horny cartridges that uh, has great inherent accuracy. It's crazy. But anyways, next we're gonna get into bolt gun only. Now, before I step on anybody's feelings, these are just my opinions based on what I've seen through experience. These next four cartridges, I don't 
particularly like in a semi-auto platform. Number one, they're all, you know, 308 boat face cartridges. So that puts them in the AR-10 platform. And that gets heavy. And it significantly, significantly, why can I say that? Significantly. You just put that in, dub it it's over like, my voice. I'm going to Photoshop your face. Have you ever watched like, the King's speech? Like, he's you know, a, a British dude with a stutter. And it, it handicaps the piss out of these cartridges. And even still, factory ammunition handicaps these. Now, we can talk about Sammy Speck all we want. But if you're hand loading, you know just as well as I do that you can run these bad boys up there much higher. Now, blah, 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 blah pressure, pressure, whatever. You know, do as you do at your own discretion. I'm not telling you to do it. But I would highly recommend these in bolt action platforms, and they are pretty readily available except for two of them. It's kind of iffy. So let's get to the first one, and I would say 22 to 50. Now, I'm going to say as it pertains to coyote hunting in Texas, 22 to 50 and 243 are probably still king as far as popularity goes. Now, I like the 2250. It's one of those cartridges that I don't care for reloading whatsoever. It's a little bit bottlenecked. You get a little bit more spring back. It's whatever. I mean, again, since going with getting the Valkyrie and the 22 Creed, I personally probably never hunt with the 2250 anymore unless I'm testing ammo. Now, it is still highly popular. There's lots of rifles available and uh in the 2250 like and it tends to be more of the quote-unquote budget rifles uh you don't see a whole lot of the upper cost rifles chambered in 2250 now some of them can be had but you like as far as going to the store we're going to pick up one as for 2250 you're probably going to get a savage ruger american tika uh, CVA, uh, Bagara. Am I saying that properly? Bagara. Bagara. I don't know if it's Bagara or Bagara. Probably Bagara. <laughs> but all of those, I have all of those. They're all fantastic shooters. That's why a lot of people really like twenty fifty. Is typically they shoot really good and uh, really flat shooting out to a couple hundred yards. A lot of your ammo you're going to see readily available factory-wise is 50, 55 grain. It's pretty standard. Now, they're, they're pre-COVID and all this other crap. You used to see a lot of all kinds of crazy stuff, like 35 grainers up to, oh, it seemed like there was someone doing a 60 grainer at one time. But all kinds in that, well, even down to that 40 grain to 55 grain. A lot of people used to do a lot of different options, you know, all that. But the most, the high, the most popular it's 50 to 55 grain. Super flat shooting. A lot more energy than the 223. It's going to dispatch them with authority. It's a super profound love cartridge in the varmint hunting community, especially as it pertains to coyotes. Now, as far as barrel twist, it depends on what manufacturer you go with. I've seen anywhere from 9 all the way up to 12 and 14 twists. And nowadays, availability I don't know who has them. But I don't. I was kind of glancing at some of this stuff earlier today. Bagara's got some. I see available. Obviously, Ruger American, probably one of the more popular ones, is Ruger American. Uh, 
Uh, Ruger American, Bagara, Savage, obviously. Uh, you could still find uh, Howa. I believe Howa, my Howa was a 9 or 10 twist. I think it was a 10 twist. Yeah, it was a 10 twist. Uh, and then like your uh, Tika, super awesome shooters. Everybody loves Tika because it's got a really smooth bolt. They have a new one. Tell us about those Tikas, John. Super Varmint. <laughs> it's a, a T3X Super Varmint. It's new mm-hmm. 22250. It looks pretty sweet. Yeah, I was looking at that earlier too. Weatherby. Oh, I didn't know Weatherby made one. The Wet Vanguard. Oh, okay. It was well, basically a Howa. Well, they have a Sporter <laughs> too. Um, Christensen, you can get a 22250. I, I mean, of all the 2250s I've bought, and, you know, I've burned up some. I've sold some because what I try to do is like, as far as test rifles is whatever the new hotness is, try to get that in so we can test our ammo through it and, you know, make sure we're kind of staying on track with what's new and all that stuff. Obviously you're going to have your classics and all that, but we've collected data on a rifle. We try to get rid of it before it gets burned up or anything and get the new hotness. So anytime like a new company comes out with one, I'll try to grab it and see how our ammo performs in that performs in that. So, it seems like the Tikas are 12 or 14 twists. I don't recall. Uh, but the Howas seem to be a 10 twist. But it's still going to like that 55 grain just fine. And then, you know, a general rule of thumb is the slower the barrel twist, the lighter grain projectile you can run. General rule of thumb. There's obviously uh, exclusions or caveats to everything. The shorter the barrel you go, typically the faster twist you want to go it's pretty simple again lots of options available ammo not so much you know i i haven't seen any factory 250 ammo in a while and it may be different in your town uh we've been waiting on some more brass for quite some time hopefully we'll get in here pretty soon because a lot of people are asking for it because again it's a highly popular caliber low recoil flat shooting and i would not it's one of those I don't like reloading. I'll just throw that in there. Bottle, more of a bottleneck type cartridge. Not not a, not my favorite. But I would not get the AR platform. There's been several try it. I don't know if anybody's actually done it successfully because of the shape of the cartridge. It always has trouble loading. And just, again, it's... It, it seems like anytime anybody comes to us and they're having problems with a rifle cycling, it's always just... A non-standard caliber in an AR. Yeah. It'll fit, but it just doesn't. There were, I mean. They're just there real was finicky. A, it seems like there's like four or five different manufacturers a while back try this 250. And I, I kind of feel like, I can't remember the name of the company is doing it successfully, but it, the name has escaped me. If you know what I'm talking about, jump in the comments. They're like, they serve a lot of armor hunters. I think they're having really good success for whatever setup they're doing. But again, I just, I don't know. The 250 is known to be a hot rod. Like even Horny makes a super performance. Our stuff's a little on the hot side. Don't handicap it. Put it in the boat gun. That's all I'm going to say on that. So next, I'm going to go with the 243. Again, super popular. Uh, two top sellers ever since the store has been open as it pertains to farm hunting. 243 and 2250. They kind of battle each other every year in that top seller category because the barrel twist and ammo availability. Now, 
this may be controversial, but I'm going to say what I'm I'm going to say. 22 Creed and 6 Creed should definitely retire both these cartridges, the 2250 and the 243. But they haven't yet. So ammo availability nowadays kind of weird, but pre-COVID, the... 2250 and 243 definitely had more varmint options available as a as it pertains to that most of your 243s are going to be you're going to be looking at nine and ten twists as far as factory options lots of factory options just like well probably i'd say probably more available than the 2250 but it could be about the same ruger american savage axis bagara so you know the whole gambit a lot of people manufacturing the 243 and the the cool thing about the 243 that you're seeing nowadays is a lot of them you can get in shorter barrel configurations as opposed to most your 22 250s i want to say like 20 inch is about the shortest you're going to see unless somebody comes out with something new and i'm not aware of but 243 you're starting to see some like 16 18 but again barrel length equals velocity those older legacy cartridges are typically loaded with slower burning powders meant for a little bit longer barrel so if you want the maximum performance just get the longer barrel and again most days most rifles nowadays come threaded and you know 243 tends to shoot fairly well and in a 10 twist you can run anything from a 55 grain all the way up to a 95 grain typically and uh, you know i'll see every once in a while you'll see some nine twists and definitely you can get custom barrels made and whatever twists but i'll say this again that falls into the AR-10 platform. Severely handicapped this cartridge. And with the 6-arc out, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't want to carry around an AR-10 platform. So, and if you're reloading, this thing can be a beast. Now, reload at your own discretion. It's another cartridge. I don't care much for reloading. I don't care much for loading it for my personal self. I mean, obviously we load and sell a bunch of 243 and we try to get maximum performance and offer plenty of projectile offerings for what people like. Cause it seems people fall in that primarily 65 to 70 to 75 grain projectile because you're getting really flat trajectories, really hard hitting projectiles, uh, out of the six millimeter, the 243 there. And again, like I said, if you load this cartridge, you can really ramp this bad boy up, but do it at your own discretion. Lots of bolt actions available from, you know, mild to wild. There are, you do see AR-10 platforms available, but that's just not my thing. That kind of wraps up 243. Uh, My most favorite projectile for the 243 was the 70-grain nozzler ballistic tip running at blistering speeds now that sucker would just decimate coyotes was now nowadays our 68 grain burger is phenomenal the 88 grain for the guys that are running maybe eight twist 88 grain flat base varmint phenomenal performer and uh the 65 grain v max is highly favored among lots of people as you get some super flat trajectories out of that guy so moving on my two new favorites as, as it pertains to bolt guns and so typically what i do is i use the ar platforms in the closer stuff or like i said getting in that thick stuff where i used to take my shotgun 
and I saved these two bolt guns for night hunting in the, my more open country, and that is the twenty two Creed, number one of those two. Now, twenty two Creed was kind of skyrocketing. <clears throat> I had I had heard that Horny was trying to get Sammy spec on it pre-COVID because they were started manufacturing brass. And you would have to think like they're probably thinking about it because it was taken off pretty wild, like like wildfire, especially as a varmint cartridge. There was a lot of people using this for long-range shooting as well. Now, when COVID rolled in, it kind of just squashed the 22 Greedy out pretty hard. Now, there's still a lot of people shooting it. But pre-COVID, you've seen, well, again, Horty come out with their brass, and I'd, I don't know. I would like to know if this is actually true. They were seeking semi spec because there was like some issues with different chambers and all that stuff. And it gets kind of annoying when you're trying to make ammo and uh semi spec is the best way to cure that. But the most probably popular offering for varmint hunting was the 75 grain, the one in eight twist barrel, 75 grain projectile, whether it be the burger, the ELDM or the bolt tail hollow point, probably your most popular because that one in eight twist barrel is going to run anything from depending on the barrel length, 70 grainers up to 88 grainers. Now, again, that's highly dependent upon the barrel length, because if you take a 24 inch and shove a 70 in it and run that sucker wide open, it's probably not going to fare too well. You're probably going to be perfect around that 75 grain, uh, projectile weight mark, but it would run up to 88 grain projectiles. Now, I lost my notes here. We, or I did a bunch of 10 twist ones because it would run up to 75s, but it really favored the 70 grain projectile to get a little bit more flatter shooting. Like I wasn't looking at it as a standpoint of what your 75 to 88 grain projectiles are doing, like giving you long range capability. I was looking at it a 400 yard in coyote slayer. And that's the 70 grainers. Uh, I ran all of them. My favorite was probably the 69 grain Sierra tip match King or the 70 grain nozzler RDF, because you could run these suckers screaming hot and it would still perform flawlessly. And we're talking about super flat shooting. Like I based out just my personal stuff. I used a one in 10 twist to replace my 22 to fifties. But since then, I mean, they're a little bit because I would run them at such high velocities. They're a little bit of more of a barrel burner than the one and eight running moderate speeds with the 75 grainers. So, I mean, I burn them all out. I haven't built a new one, but I probably will. As soon as components come back a little bit, uh, who knows when that's going to be. But again, prior to COVID, there was plenty of 75 grain options. Like I know, Gunworks was doing it. We were doing it. Uh, Horizon had somebody doing some 75 grinders for them. Is it Cooper Creek or Copper Creek? It's Cooper Creek. Now, I surely don't know. <laughs> but they, they do some custom ammo. They were doing a 22 Creed load. And I mean, there was some other companies doing it. But it was really starting to take off. That 75 grain uh, ammo was really taking off. And a lot of people typically tend to love it. I mean, because you can, I'm not going to speak too much on velocities because most people are hand loading this right now. And uh, I know 
as far as my personal one, I run an 18-inch barrel, and I'm getting more than adequate velocities. And again, I'm not going to dispose too much information on that. <laughs> but again, that's probably one of my most favorite bolt-action offerings, especially either the 10-twist or the 8-twist. I mean, I've got them. I've got a 12-twist, a 10-twist, 8 seven and a half and a six and a half i'm going to go through there and test them all the way down to the 90 graders see if i can get those 90 graders to perform flawlessly we'll see but again you're going to be looking at a custom rifle type setup stay away from the semi-auto platform i don't care what your experience is i've tested a bunch of them severely handicaps that cartridge because it, it's typically what you would call overbore uh it will develop a carbon ring very easily, and that's just amplified, especially on a suppressed AR-10 platform, but it's it's really hindering your performance. And I don't care what anybody says. That's the facts, especially if you hand load, and you can really wring the performance out of it in a bolt gun. Moving on. <coughs> the final cartridge is 6 Cream. Now, again, this can, this is offered in AR-10 platforms, in uh, our test AR-10 platform, I don't remember what the other one is, but one of them is a Wilson Combat. Shoots great. Uh, it tends to, it's gassy and heavy, as AR-10s tend to be, uh, especially running suppressed. But it shoots great. Uh, handles the 87s and all that stuff just fine, 70s. Now, again, factory availability, I don't know what it looks like nowadays. Uh well, six I'm, six I'm Creed sure. one of that was one of the ones even through COVID it was like yeah you could get six Creed you couldn't get anything else but there was six Creed available. Uh, Horny makes eighty seven grain V Max one hundred threes one hundred eights. As far as reloading is concerned, it was super available. Components were super available, but here recently it seems like the brass has kind of dried up. <laughs> Excuse me, which is kind of weird. We used to sell. 70 grain sear blitz kings that projectile hadn't been available in a hot minute so we haven't been able to sell them i'm working on some other things so we'll see but my favorite was the 70 grain sear blitz king because it would handle those high rpms most of your most of your six creeds are going to be seven and a half twists just like the six arc now you can get custom rifles built i have one in the 10 twist 24 inch barrel that i run 70s like smoking hot but you know that's kind of neither here nor there and then as far as factory available rifles i know ruger ruger used to have the ruger american i I hadn't seen one in a while available the six green uh but it seems like past that it's like those 2000 and up in in the custom rifle offerings where you're going to see most of the rifles seekins makes a good six green uh i'm drawing a blank here uh, what's that new rifle we like? The Springfield is supposed to come out with some six grades, which would be awesome. And that one really, like I said, it's going to be more so available in seven and a half twists. That's a fantastic cartridge for uh, coyotes, whitetail, and you know whatever size game you want to shoot with it. But as far as coyotes and whitetail, that's where it's at. Well, pigs, that's where it's at. Uh, six grade, and I like so it's just the same as twenty two grade. With a six grade, I like an eighteen inch barrel and longer. You drop down the sixteen inch barrel, I start tend to like. Why not just run a six arc 
Uh, I mean, it still performs pretty freaking good. But you look at the cartridge capacity as far as reloading is concerned. You kind of want to stay 18 inch and longer. And, uh, you know, especially running suppressed, 18 inch is handy as heck. And it, again, a lot of people say, you know, seven and a half twists, this, this, uh, car this uh caliber six creed is really meant for those 103 108s and even heavier 110s 112s how is it shooting the 70s because the jump to the lens that's an old mentality way of thinking uh the way they design these chambers nowadays that it's and, and bullet design has improved dramatically because they started designing bullets for things like the six creed it's not as big of a jump as you would think and it really does doesn't matter it still shoots fantastic. You're still getting great accuracy out of those seventies. And you know, I've tested tons of 87 grain V max Hornady, and it typically shoots fantastic out of any six creep bolt gun. And again, not my favorite in a semi-auto cause AR 10 platform, super gassy, heavy. I don't, it's, it's you know, handicapping a cartridge. This cartridge has a lot of potential, especially if you're reloading yourself and horny ammo tends to be great. Burger came out with some ammo. I seen, uh, Sig has some six creed ammo, don't they? Yeah. And then there's a couple others like, and again, this cartridge kind of started picking up good popularity and then COVID happened. So it's kind of been sitting stagnant like a bunch of other ones. But again, personal opinion, six creed, 22 creed. There's a 243, 2250 killers, but they just haven't yet. <laughs> because these were, these cartridges like the 22 creed and six creed really developed for long range shooting in mind. As opposed to the 243 and 250 or, you know, originally back in the day when you just shot smaller weight projectiles, like for varmints and stuff. But as far as versatility, the 22 Creed and the 6 Creed trump those two, but they all made the top 10 list. Now, is there a cartridge you would add? It's interesting. I think if I was, it wouldn't be because the cartridge is actually good at doing it, <laughs> but it would be because 300 blackouts really cool to kill shit with. Right. It's short and suppressed. Yeah. I mean, the 308 with a 110 V max as well. is pretty, pretty gnarly knocks them down pretty hard. Like that's what I originally used to test my little short AR theory. The first thing I took out was a 300 blackout with 110. And it was, uh, it worked fantastic. Yeah. So I'd probably go, right? Because I think everything else you're, you've been talking about is a hot rod to some extent. Right. 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 Is, uh, you can also get it done with something that's, uh, you a little shorty 300 blackout. Now your range is obviously going to be, yeah, I mean, way diminutive. And same thing with if you're using subs even more. So, yeah. I mean, Something can be said about 300 blackout, 223, uh, 6.5 grand 6 arc in a short barreled platform for that thick stuff. Because, you know, what you typically want in that thick stuff, you know, for me, I'm replacing the shotgun. And the great thing about the shotgun is your aim doesn't have to be quite as good. You can just kind of throw up, shoot, it's throwing out multiple pellets. So the way I look at it is I'm looking at, fantastic expanding projectiles so in case i just hit it in the butt 
it's going to knock it down. I can put another one in and dispatch it. Whereas these like super long, you know, typically a lot of these older cartridges need long barrel to get super, you know, flat trajectories. Uh, they're, you know, they're not going to yield themselves well, especially in an AR-15 platform. They're going to rerun a little bit lighter grain projectiles. It's going to be more, you're killing them with like vast amounts of energy, essentially. As opposed to these little short barrel platforms, you're killing it with like, yes, energy, but massive wound cavities more so than anything. So like 6.5 Grendel, 95 grain VMAX, back back when you used to be able to find them, I actually loaded some 85 grain Sierra Varmeters one time, and they were pretty nasty. Uh, 6 Arc, obviously... I would say 65 grain V max or like some of the 70 grain hollow points for like that up close stuff. Yeah. And then, like I said, pre COVID when lots and lots of 30 cal projectiles were available, I know there was like a Sierra varmeter. That was a huge hollow point. That would be super interesting. I have a little short barrel blackout for up close stuff. Cause I mean, like I said, you're, you're looking at running shots, up-close stuff, throwing up like a red dot or one to six tops optics. Most of the time, you're on one X. You want something that's creating a massive wave cavity that's just going to knock them down? Yeah, I'm about it. Or, to your point, it'd be interesting to run some subs, like the sub X, something, you know, something that expands well, but subsonic for that quiet factor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest with uh, even... Even with some good ammo on a short barrel 300 subs, you're looking at, I mean, you can make shots past 50 yards, but you're really yeah. looking at 50 Yeah, you're going to be arcing some shit up there. <laughs> um, you know, you can get out 100, 150 yards with some, like, 110s, you mm-hmm. know, um, pretty, pretty reasonably. But, yeah, they're just a fun little compact gun. You don't need anything crazy. You know, if you already have one, and yeah. I think... It's a different. It's definitely a different style, though, because I mean, what? Yes. Pretty much every rifle you've talked about prior to that is stuff where, you know, you can really get out there and 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 do real, except for the first few, um, right? Like that three to four hundred yard range. Yeah. Is all like you can do it all day, but. Yeah, I mean, I would. I don't know. I think I think it needs to be more of a a video series replacing the shotgun with a semi-auto. There's, there's been a lot of people since we first talked about what was the live stream, I think. I don't remember. It was last year. There's been a lot of people message me and we talked about it. And after we're done, they're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There's also been a lot of people like on the fence about it. Now, I am not a huge proponent of the AR-15. Uh, the only reason why I've gotten to where I run them more is one for testing ammo, two, the new cartridges that are hyper efficient and three having that larger capacity magazine run across pigs and finally was the fact that i replaced my shotgun with one again i got i got tired yes you could run a shorter barrel shotgun but your max effective range is nowhere near that of a uh, finely tuned ar essentially because i started looking at like when i get this thick stuff especially by myself I typically find an opening at the edge of the thick stuff to where I can watch downwind a couple hundred yards. But I'm actually calling the thick stuff. Like, I'm expecting them to come in through the thick stuff because that's where they feel the most comfortable. Or if you're setting up your stand properly. But So I wanted a red dot 
with a magnifier or a one to six just depends on the rifle uh that like i said that three iron blackout the first one I took out was a uh ghetto blaster yep. so that's a nine, <laughs> with a, nine inch barrel with an eotech and i killed uh i don't know a good seven eight cows testing out the theory and i loved it it was 110 v max i was leaning on pretty hard like i loaded some especially for that yeah to get like some maximum damage and uh like I said, anywhere I hit them, it would take them down. I could, if I needed to put another one in them, dispatch them. But most time, you know, when you're that close, there's not, even though you're shooting a three hair blackout, super short barrel, when they're like five, 10, 20 yards away, 30, there's, don't worry about lead. Just put it on the animal, pull the trigger. I mean, it's that simple. But what really sold me on all this was uh, the next phase, which was getting a 223. I think that was a 12 and a half. It was 12. Barrel. Yeah, 12 and a half. And I was running 68 or 69, whatever we was loading at the time. With a one to six Leopold. And, it, you know, guess what? I practiced with it just as I went with my shotgun. But what I really like about an AR is super compact. It's a pistol, suppressed, way less recoil than a shotgun. And with those 68 grainers or 69, whatever it was, massive hollow point on that bowtail hollow point opens up well again you can still hit them anywhere but through practice i was confident shooting off of my knee out to 200 250 yards and i dispatched a couple cows that far when i needed to but most time they were up close put them on animal pull the trigger dispatch them lays them down but that's i mean that's a whole other topic for another day yeah (laughs) but i mean i mean at the end of the day it's just it it replaces that massive, uh, yeah. I mean, long ass shotgun. There is and then all the having to deal with the ammo versus like I could just have a mag in my gun. All yes, day and not even think about it. And that's well, I mean, that's only. I still tend to run twenty round mags, but there. I mean, sometimes if like we're gonna go walk a bunch, I'll just throw in a thirty round mag. Yeah, uh, that's about the only time I actually run a thirty round mag. Cause they're kind of annoying. Past that, uh, for a hunting scenario, but. I mean, the great thing about it is if you run into a group of pigs, which most people in Texas are tend to run into a group of pigs here or there, you have 30 round or 20, 20 or 30 round capacity and that same ammo will do just as well on a pig. I mean, I just say that for a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's, that's the top 10 weights, top 10, take it for what it's worth. Yes. There's a bunch of wild cats and you know, all this and that. If I left one out, that you're running and you deem it necessary let us know what you're running let us know in the comments <laughs> well i think it's a good place to wrap it up i've harped on this long enough lots of information there i actually had questions about this just today uh, upon recording this podcast so i figured what better time than now to put this stuff out there before we go I've been meaning to do this on the past two or three podcasts, but I keep forgetting. Go join SCI. It's not just for safari hunting. Go check it out. We're just, you know, they're not sponsoring us or nothing like that. I just told uh, our buddy that we would mention it. It's not just for safaris. Go check out SCI. They may still be running a promo, but I don't remember. But that's that's pretty much it. And shop at allyammunitions.com. See you guys next time.